Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Thank you so much for taking the time to download or listen in to this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we would ask and appreciate if you have a little bit of time to subscribe to the podcast as well. Because if you subscribe, whether it's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, when a new podcast is uploaded and ready to go, you will get a notification to let you know that the latest edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast is ready to be listened to. My name is Alfie, and I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week, as we have another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast for you to tune in and listen to. In just moments, you will hear from 2311 driver in the NASCAR Cup Series, Tyler Reddick. Also, we will be speaking with Jacqueline Drake of Flow Racing and also Doug Rice, the lead announcer from the Performance Racing Network. Those fine guests will be joining us this week here on the uh, Southern Race Week Radio podcast, and you'll hear those interviews coming up in just a few minutes. But I want to run a couple of things by you first before we get into these great interviews uh, lined up. We have uh, opportunities for you to win some great, great prizes. And the only way you can win these great prizes is to be a part of the Southern Race Week Radio social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And we've got some great prizes to give away for you. In fact, you could probably be one of the lucky winners who could win themselves a trip to Panama City Beach, Florida. That's right. Our very own William Barber had the opportunity to smooth and use that great William Barber charm to uh, be able to give some families a trip, uh, a nice little uh, weekend trip to uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. So we'll have the details of that on our Twitter and Facebook page. And also with Race Weekend coming up in just a matter of weeks at the Atlanta Motor Speedway for the And Better Health 400 Race Weekend. We've also got tickets for you to win for Race Weekend. And also, if you win those tickets, you could be qualified to upgrade to the iHeartRadio suite at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So no better way to to watch a race than in a suite at uh, AMS. So we have plenty of opportunities for you to win those great prizes. Once again, just like our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter for all the details of how you could enter and win. And also, we have an email address. Always love opening up the email basket and looking at all the great emails we receive from our loyal fans. And that's at srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, srwradio at yahoo.com. So uh, there you go. And that is the latest in our social media platforms and prizes that we're going to be giving away here on uh, Southern Race Week uh, Radio. Now, before we get into the great interviews we have lined up for you, we got to bring you our racing recap as we take a look at all the action in nascar the xfinity series and the cup series that were in action at fontana the auto club speedway this is the last year that nascar will be racing on the two mile version of auto club speedway what they plan to do is tear the place up 
and then turn it into a short track. So we don't know exactly when that's going to be. I, don't, I mean, it'd be hard to believe that it'll be ready by next year. So maybe Fontana won't be on the schedule next year. Who knows? But uh, this was the last year that uh, NASCAR will be on the two-mile version of Auto Club Speedway. And unfortunately, because of the weather that was going on there in Fontana, California, the Xfinity Series race, which was scheduled to race on Saturday, was moved to Sunday night. So it was a Sunday doubleheader at Auto Club with the uh, with the Cup Series starting at, in the afternoon. And then after that race, we got to get the Xfinity Series uh, race in. So let's uh, take a look at what happened in the Cup Series race at Fontana as Kyle Busch still smiles at the memory of getting thrown out of California Speedway during his first competitive trip here in 2001. The 16-year-old upstart dominated a NASCAR Truck Series practice, only to be told he couldn't run in a race sponsored by Marble because he was too young to smoke. Anger, conflict, and disrespect have always appeared to be Bush's favorite fuels, and the record-setting veteran burned plenty of them last Sunday while rewarding his new team and sending this beloved track out in style. Bush stormed up from the back after an early speeding penalty to earn his first victory for Richard Childress Racing, winning on this two-mile Southern California track for the fifth and final time. Bush held off Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain in the NASCAR Cup Series final race on the gloriously weathered asphalt at Auto Club Speedway, which will soon be demolished to make room for a proposed half-mile track. Bush asked Fontana officials for a chunk of that asphalt as a souvenir after he burned it up one last time on his way to Victory Lane. Bush drove his Chevrolet to Victory in only his second race with RCR, which scooped him up in December after his 15-year tenure with Joe Gibbs Racing ended. This win was Bush's first since Bristol last season on a dirt track and his first on pavement since Pocono in 2021. With his 61st career victory, Bush earned a win in his record 19th consecutive cup season, breaking a tie with Richard Petty. Bush said he set his focus on Petty's longevity record a long, long time ago. The victory also was the combined 95th win by Kyle and Kurt Busch, breaking the NASCAR record for brothers previously held by Bobby and Donnie Allison. Elliott finished 2.998 seconds behind Bush and his Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet. Daniel Suarez finished fourth, and Kevin Harvick was fifth in the Bakerfield Natives' 750th Cup start. And taking a look at the standings right now, your number one ranked driver, Rich, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. with a win on the season. Kyle Busch is second in the standings, also with a win. Those two drivers have already punched their ticket for the playoffs this season. Ross Chastain is your third ranked driver. Joey Logano fourth. Alex Bowman in fifth. Kevin Harvick sixth. Daniel Suarez in seventh. Chris Busch your eighth. Denny Hamlin in ninth. Brad Keselowski tenth. Martin Tricks Jr. in eleventh. Ryan Blaney, 12th, Corey LaJoy in 13th, Chase Elliott is 14th, Christopher Bell in 15th, and Michael McDowell rounding out the top 16. Over to the Xfinity Series, John Hunter Nemechek held off Sam Mayer and earned his third career Xfinity Series victory in a rare Sunday night race on the final NASCAR weekend at Auto Club Speedway's famed two-mile track. Nemechek reclaimed the lead shortly after a restart with 12 laps to go and held on to his Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota despite overheating on the final lap. The son of veteran driver Joe Nemechek won on the Xfinity circuit for the first time since Texas in late 2021. Nemechek is off to an outstanding start in his new full-time Xfinity seat for JGR, finishing second last weekend 
at Daytona. As we mentioned, Sam Mayer was your runner-up. Justin Allgaier finishing third. Chandler Smith in fourth. And Josh Berry rounding out the top five. In other NASCAR news, race organizers for the 24 Hours of Le Mans released the event entry list Monday, officially confirming the collaborative effort from NASCAR, Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, and Goodyear as the invited Garage 56 entry. The showcase entry for the June 10th and 11th endurance race will carry a car number familiar to NASCAR fans and the Rick Hendrick-owned organization, number 24. The modified number 24 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 will be driven by Jensen Button, Jimmy Johnson, and Mike Rockefeller in a class by itself. The Garage 56 designation is a nod to the entry list's former cap at 55 cars and the plus one created by an extra participating team. And we've got racing action coming up this weekend, not only in the NASCAR Cup Series, we'll be continuing the West Coast Swing. They'll be at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the running of the Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube. They'll get things started on Sunday, March 5th. The green flag will drop at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on Fox, the Performance Racing Network, and also on Sirius XM. But also on Sunday, the IndyCar Series will officially kick off with the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. That'll be coming up on Sunday. The green flag will drop at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. NBC will have the coverage for you, along with Peacock, and Sirius XM, and then also the IndyCar Radio Network. And that is the latest in racing news this week here on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. This is Kim Coon. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southeast. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here, Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the driver of the number 45 Monster Energy Toyota Camry for 2311 Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Tyler Reddick! Mr. Reddick! Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a hell of an intro. That's what I've had yet. Hey, when we have a big deal guest on, we got to give him a big deal introduction, sir, and uh, congratulations uh, over the offseason, you made the transition from RCR. You're now with 2311 Racing. So how's that transition been for you? Yeah, everything's been different um, from the team side to moving over to Toyota Racing and, and now driving a Toyota Camry TRD. Every, everything has changed. New partners, yeah, new, new crew members, new crew chiefs, spotters. Uh, everything's been different. But it's been a great change. It's been great getting to know everyone at Monster Energy, um, working with, with all the brands that 2311 Racing has. So it's been a it's been a great change for me. Been really excited about it, and uh, we've been working really really hard this off season. Now the big question I have to have is, how's it like now having Michael Jordan as your boss, man? Like, how's that like having MJ number twenty three and 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 also Denny Hamlin, who's another veteran of the sport, working with you to try to help you advance and improve and hopefully pick up some wins as you did last year. Yeah, it's been it's been it's it's been an incredible opportunity to to have those type of owners in your circle, you know, obviously Michael and everything he's done in his life and in his career. And then Denny is, is an owner and driver. You know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of huge assets that the 2311 has um, that I've been able to take advantage of and, and, and lean on for support, um, you know, and all the way to, to having Kurt Busch stick around and continue to stay involved and help me out as I, I become a part of this 45 team and figure out how to go about doing things. So, 
yeah, just just a lot of great people in, in place and, and Denny and Michael and, and the whole the whole staff has done a really good job of finding the right people, putting them with, in the right places to help to help the team grow in the right direction. Now, a lot of fans might think that Michael Jordan probably doesn't know a lot about NASCAR, but I know from listening to a lot of interviews, he was a big NASCAR fan. He said that his dad used to take him all over the place, Charlotte Motor Speedway, Darlington, uh, Daytona as well. How is those conversations like when you do talk NASCAR? Does does he have not a lot of knowledge of the sport as far as tracks and things like that? How is that conversation like? Yeah, certainly. You know, I knew he had knowledge and, you know, he had grown up um, going to races and, uh, but but certainly the amount that he pays it, the amount of attention he pays to it, um, you know, was was really cool to to hear it from him. You know, his uh, the amount of attention that him and Denny have been paying to what I've been doing over the last couple of years, and and them keeping an eye on me was was very humbling um, experience, and getting to learn about that was 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 cool as well. But yeah, you know, they Michael Denny, they obviously Denny's racing on the racetrack, right? So he has a, a level of insight that that most owners can't have because they they don't. And they're not on the racetrack. So yeah, between the two of them and then, and then the rest of the group. Um, yeah, just a lot of really smart people that are really locked in and have a great vision and, and plan for 2311 and its future. And as you mentioned, Kurt Busch, even though he's not going to be racing, he's still a part of the team, still be there to kind of mentor you a little bit. How those conversations been like, and how's it like having basically a group of champions around you? You got Michael Jordan, you got Denny Hamlin, and you got Kurt Busch. You got a, a, a whole bunch of, great people you can go to advice, but how, how great is it for you to have Kurt Busch there to be able to talk to, maybe get some advice from, and then also have someone that you can bounce the uh, ideas off of and, and maybe ways you approach races now. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've, it's just the deck is stacked, honestly, you know, there's just a lot of great people around that I can lean on for, for questions and, and when I need to improve something, you know, and, and Bubba too, just uh, you know, how he and his spotter, Freddie Kraft communicate, um, how Bubba goes about the plate races, you know, I've, I've always noticed that Bubba is always at the front and, and, uh, is doing a really good job with that, but now having him as a teammate and getting some of that insight as well, just across the board, just got a lot of great knowledge that I can tap into and lean on, um, as I, as I go through this process of learning. Speaking with the driver of the number 45 monster energy Toyota Camry for 2311, uh, Tyler Reddick here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, and you're a California boy. I grew up in Long Beach, California. Um, different lifestyle when you live in Concord, North Carolina, as you are for that's basically basically your home base. How often do you get back out to the West Coast and visit family? And, and how are your friends and people back in your hometown feel about what, what you've done here as far as your career, you know, winning championships and now advancing and, and now being a part of the Cup Series for as long as you have now? Yeah, I, I don't get to go home as much as I'd like, for sure. You know, we, we stay busy racing, you know, dang near 37 weekends in a year um, and only getting, you know, an off weekend in between the Clash and Daytona and then one off weekend in the middle of summer, you know. So there's not a lot of downtime. You really have to be locked in from start to finish. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, it's been an incredible journey starting from, from, dirt, from dirt racing out in California to end up. Um, out here on the East Coast now and being based out of, you know, Mooresville, where it's really, you know, necessary to to be able to spend the time that you need to with the team and and, and work on things in simulation and whatever else that, that there might be needed. So, um, but yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Um, crazy to think, you know, 20, oh man, 23 years into my racing career that I'm here now. Um, it's even crazy to just say I've been racing 23 years, but uh, yeah, it's been my life. I've really enjoyed it. I still do. 
and yeah, it's crazy to think I'm driving for, you know, owners like Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. And it's really cool to be partnered with Monster Energy, Jordan Brand, McDonald's, uh, Money Lion, list goes on. So a lot of great people and I'm excited to start the, the next chapter with them. Now, you mentioned the the kind of tightened schedule that you have last year. You had one off week uh, during the season. But, but because of that, you had a longer off season. You, you got off a couple of weeks early than you would normally do during a, a normal season. Did you enjoy having that schedule where you had one off weekend, where you have a couple of more weeks uh, during the off season? Or, you know, I always like to ask drivers, do you wish the schedule was shortened up a little bit? I definitely don't wish the schedule was shorter. I almost, I honestly wish we raced more. Growing up dirt racing, you know, you know, when you go race three, four times in a, in a weekend, you know, you don't have a lot of downtime either, but just the amount of time that we have to prepare and, and focus on this and that and making sure everything's where it needs to be before we get to the track. It's really important. And we really eat up all the time that we have available in our week. So, um, yeah, it's just the way things are for sure. You know, if, uh, definitely none of it's required, right. But I wouldn't be here where I am today if I just showed up and, and drove the race car, you know, the work that we put in. Uh, behind the scenes really pays off. Not only are you a driver, but you have another important uh, job. You're a father now. Uh, you have a son. Uh, do you feel that having a son and being a father has changed the way you're, you're looking at racing or, or do you, or does that affect the way you approach things now? It's definitely changed things for me, but it's, uh, it, it's all been positive. It's made me push harder than I ever have before. Um, certainly the, you know, the, being worried about my safety on the racetrack has never crossed my mind, whether I was a dad or not. But uh, yeah, my son's just in, in, in many ways made me become more creative and more, um, you know, find more ways to become better as a, as a person, whether that's on the racetrack or off the racetrack as a father. Now we know you're a damn good uh, race car driver, no doubt about that, but I always like to know about the person. What is Tyler Reddick about? Who is the man? So there's a few questions I'd like to ask you. I've always felt that it was, uh, you know, a lot of sports have walk-up songs. Baseball players have walk-up songs. I know usually at at, um, at Bristol, you guys get to pick a walk-up song. But if you had a, a walk-up song that you could have every week when they introduce you uh, for the driver intros, what what would be your walk-up song? Mm. Well, I did it two years ago, and they just had some more music come out. I feel like Parkway Drive song. Would, no, there's a number of Parkway Drive songs that I can make work for sure. I think two, two years ago, I used Wild Eyes, but but yeah, they just had an album come out uh, last year, so I'm sure one of those songs in there would be a, be a good one. I, I can't think of a, a name of one at the moment, but there's there's plenty of good ones. How about go-to movie for you and your girlfriend? If you have a movie you guys going to want to watch for the evening, what what's the go-to movie? Uh, we don't really have like a, I don't think we have a go-to movie. We will put on some TV show that both of us have been watching off and on together for couple weeks you know there's plenty of them out there to choose from so what we'll probably your, what, put on something like that what's your show you guys uh, watch together what shows do you guys like to watch together? uh i mean the most recently is vikings i don't know we kind of got into, into that kick going through that tv show a little later than than others but yeah it's entertaining I, it, it her mind's blown half the time she just can't believe what she's watching and it's just it's got me locked in and finally i i see in your hobbies you're a big gamer so when you're gaming what what, what is it that you're playing uh, in, in the past, um, or, or well, you know, um, as, as off season was starting when I wasn't working with the team and everything, I was trying to spend some time on call of duty. Um, but it, it kind of just depends, you know, call of duty is great. Then I like getting on the computer, um, and spending time on iRacing, um, playing around with some of the other games that they have out there. Um, tried to spend a little bit of time on, uh, set of course, uh, some of that stuff, 
you know, some of the mods they have are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I, I've, I've been really, uh, limited on the amount of time I can game here lately, honestly. Um, haven't really, I don't think I've really even turned my, my uh, console or computer on in the last month. It's just been, we've been grinding, getting, getting through things as the season's approached. Now, Mr. Reddick, if our listeners want to follow along with what's going on throughout the season, purchase merchandise, anything like that, uh, where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with how the season's going throughout uh, 2023? Yeah, just follow me at my at my name, Tyler Reddick, on all the different social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then, you know, 2311 is putting together merchandise and it'll be available um, on the store or, and, and at the track. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the Pro-Light model from Beautytown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Raceway. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And even though the NASCAR Cup Series got things in action this past weekend at Daytona, the world of the short track racing has been going on for quite some time right now. And to bring us up to date on what's going on in the world of short track racing that she's been covering for Flow Racing and also the NASCAR Roots program. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in via the Food Depot hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Jacqueline Drake. Miss Drake, Drake, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Oh, yeah. I am recovering from Daytona, but it's always a good day whenever I get to be right here with you. Well, we really appreciate taking the time. You're such a great friend of the show and really excited because, you know, we have saw when we first started talking to you, you were working with the Cars Tour program, and you've now elevated yourself with uh, play-by-play coverage and also pit reporting with Flow Racing and then also working with the NASCAR Roots program uh, for NASCAR. As we kind of see where you are now and where you started a few years ago, is it mind-boggling to you to see how much you've advanced and grown as far as your broadcasting career has gone? Oh, absolutely. And, I, you know, I have to say both personally and professionally, it's kind of wild to go back in your camera roll and see just how quickly time goes by. And my job with the Cars Tour started, you know, I was asked to join the team back when I worked at Roush Yates, and that was my first ever job in motorsports and they had came in came into Rauschates and they were looking for someone to sponsor the series on their first ever year their inaugural season and they had said hey would you be interested in being a part of our you know at track activation and that role there only expanded into event marketing manager. Then, of course, I was the face of the series and all the pit road stuff I did and the, the things in the, in the grandstands of the fans and helping manage all their social media. Uh, speaking with Jacqueline Drake here on this week's edition of Southern Racing Radio from Flow Racing. And uh, you know what? You now have developed this career into Flow Racing where you've done some play-by-play action. You do some reporting from the pits as well. What's on the horizon? What's coming up for you and the rest of your crew from a Flow Racing. With Flow Racing being now a partner of NASCAR, most of the things that I'm on air with is on Flow. Um, and that's been inclusive of over 20 events last year all over the East Coast and up north. I did a lot, some mod events. I also was in the booth at Bowman Gray last season. 
um, and doing the Triple Crown. This year is going to be something similar to last year. Still waiting to confirm a few things as far as um, there might be some wheel-in mod events coming up that I can do later in the summer. But, yeah, I mean, I come from a short track background whenever I race myself. So putting me into that environment to help report on these racers makes complete sense. You know, I still have aspirations to move up into the upper three, and I really think that that will happen. Uh, it's just putting in your time and uh, getting as many reps as possible when it comes to being on air. Now, there's such a big difference between when you're doing play-by-play -play coverage as it is being a, a pit reporter. I've had the opportunity to have Jamie Little on the show a couple of times, and, you know, we're discussing her transition from – you know, being a pit reporter to being up in the booth where, you know, your your majority of your time is talking compared to when you're in the pits, when you're giving just quick little hits and everything like that. How's that adjustment been for you when you've gone from pit reporting for such a long time to then being up in the booth calling all the action? Yeah, booth time, exactly that. You're speaking for maybe three to four hours, depending on how long the, the race is, versus on pit road, in total, you're you're doing a few pit reports and then doing victory lane interviews. That might be maybe 15, 20 minutes if you were to add up all those pieces. So in the booth, it's it's a lot of fill time. Um, I actually really enjoyed doing booth at Bowman Gray last season because I am very detail-oriented in watching the cars on track. And as a past racer, understanding what they may be going through or noticing if something is is broken pretty quickly. I worked alongside Matthew Dillner, which he was great to work with and our energies uh, balanced each other out really well. So I love being in the booth and also you get to sh show more personality. When you're on pit road, you are quick in and out, factual, speaking about what you're seeing or something that's gone wrong with competitor. In the booth, you know, you can crack jokes or you might reference something that might be personal to you that relates to the race. So it was fun to show another side of me while also being involved on the broadcast. And when you prepare, do you prepare differently if you're in the booth calling the action as you would be if you're just working in pit road? Um, it's different in a sense of you just have to know more about the drivers themselves. Like on pit road, I, I study for all of my broadcasts, but pit road setting is a little bit different. You're maybe looking at stats, you're talking to them about their qualifying efforts, their practice, things that might be going wrong. You might be talking to the team. When you're in the booth, you kind of need to know the driver and maybe a backstory on their family as well as their car and their team. And you are evaluating what's happening on the track while also filling in that time with maybe their past stats. Um, I also would go down and go to every driver's meeting whenever I worked booth and I would walk down the pits and I would get a little bit of those nuggets similar to how I would on pit road, but I would spend more time getting to know the driver themselves because the stories that you're telling up in the booth are more long-winded than you would be on pit road. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, Miss Drake, if our listeners want to follow along with what's going on with you, your career, everything you're going to be covering with the Flow Racing uh, where can they go to keep up and get that information? Yeah, you guys can add me on Facebook, Jacqueline Drake. I also have an Instagram, the one and only JKD, as well as Twitter. And I most recently started a Facebook group called Race Fans by Jacqueline Drake. And I've been adding in people that love to go in and just 
talk about the races or share photos from tracks you're traveling to. And I definitely encourage anyone, if you see me, to stop and say hello. I love to get to know people. And if it's someone especially that's um, trying to work in the industry, I am always available to give advice. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southfield as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we're coming off an amazing weekend there last weekend at the Daytona International Speedway, the running of the Great American Race, the 65th running of the Daytona 500 as we kick off the 75th season of NASCAR. So, uh, of course, one of the many voices you'll hear in NASCAR coverage in just a matter of weeks for the Performance Racing Network when they come live from Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the lead announcer for the Performance Racing Network, also the host of Fast Talk. And ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Doug Rice. Mr. Rice, thank you so much for taking you know, the time. I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a pass <laughs> on that from now on because – I, I don't I don't want to be responsible for like your aorta bursting or something. <laughs> I think I might have overworked you just a little bit. We appreciate you taking the time to join us. You're a great friend of the show, sir. So uh, after watching the race and seeing everything unfold, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the uh, race there for JTT Doherty Racing. What are your thoughts uh, after the aftermath of the uh, Daytona 500? Aftermath is probably a good word. One, I'm happy for Ricky Stenhouse. The guy had an okay career. He'd won a couple of plate races and had gone six years without winning. So you break out and you win NASCAR's biggest race. Good on him. Way to go. I'm, I'm happy for him. And one of the big debates that have been going on, I've listened to it on Sirius XM NASCAR radio. I've heard some of the drivers, especially one particular driver, talking about the overtime rule. You've been following the sport for a long time. We've had this overtime rule for a long time now. This seems to be the first time that I've heard anyone really complaining about it. What are your thoughts on the way that NASCAR handles overtime? And, and I know there's a lot of people who don't want to finish the race under a caution. Uh, what are your thoughts? Number one, everything that happens at Daytona around the 500 gets magnified. It's an issue. It's a problem. It's really bigger than what it is because it's the Daytona 500 and everybody's talking about it. Okay. Uh, you follow what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Uh, that It just gets magnified because the world's looking at it. Uh, the overtime rule, I don't have a problem with it. I don't like seeing races finish under the yellow because that's just that's foreign to everything we do. We're supposed to race back to the flag. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how you fix that unless you just say, we have to have you come back around and finish under green. And we're going to keep trying until you guys figure out how to do it. That that will not be a problem, again, unless we're at Talladega, back at Daytona, maybe Atlanta. Every place else, you run the two laps, you get back around, you finish the race, we're done. I, it's just, it's not as big an issue, I think, as some people are making it out to be. That's, my, that's, Doug, that's Doug Rice's take on that. Uh, speaking with Doug Rice here, the Performance Racing Network, as we continue with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, we have to let you know that in a few weeks, uh, Doug, you'll be here at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Am Better Health 400 race weekend. Now, we've had two races under our belts with a new AMS configuration and the changes to the track. 
Uh, as we get set to come to Atlanta here uh, in a few weeks, what are some of the things you're looking forward to now that we've had a few opportunities for these cars to get out there and, and race around? I thought the two races there last year in the Cup Series were fantastic. I, I really did. I just thought they were spine-tingling. Know who was going to win. I know in the first one we had down there, more than half the field, like happened at Daytona, led a lap. And there was something like some ridiculous amount of lead changes. So I, I like what they did to Atlanta. Because, frankly, before that, the races had gotten very stale. Somebody hit the setup, drove off, and won. Well, that, that's not going to happen now. So I, I like the new Atlanta. I know not everybody does. Some people don't like that type of racing. I happen to. And you know what else I'm also excited about? It's 400 miles. It's the Ambetter 400. And that's enough. That'll give you three hours plus of entertainment without just wearing you down. Uh, we've, we've whittled down the number of 500-mile races now to, I think, maybe three. So I'm, I'm all about that. Daytona, the two Talladegas are 500 miles. Darlington's 500 miles. And that's it. Texas is going to 400. So those are the two things that I'm, I'm really excited about. I think it produces great racing. And the fact that the Cup show is going to be shortened a little bit will, I think, just ramp up the intensity even more. Now, Doug, you've had an opportunity now with one race with the Daytona 500 uh, to see new cars, new drivers, new teams, changes, number changes, all this kind of craziness that went on during the offseason. After that first race, what did you think about, let's say, you know, for instance, uh, Kyle in the number eight? What did you think about, uh, you know, some of the other changes you saw out there? Did you, was there anything that really jumped out at you? It's so hard to tell people after Daytona because it's an outlier. It's this odd duck that people put all this emphasis on and then the last three years it's been won by a, a driver without really much credentials michael mcdowell that's his only win austin Cindric, his only win ricky stenhouse in a pretty long career has three wins so it's it's its own world and you can't really measure how good or how bad a team is going to be by what they do at daytona I mean, Travis Pastrana finished 11th. I don't know that that tells us anything except he missed a lot of wrecks. So I don't, I don't think we know. I was kind of impressed with what Kyle Busch was able to do in his first run for Richard Childress. Uh, he had a chance to win that race. If Daniel Suarez doesn't spin out late and bring out another caution, I think Kyle Busch would have been pushed to the win by Austin Dillon. I really do. I mean, you can't predict the future, but that's what I thought was going to happen. So. Um, we'll see. We'll know more after we get through Auto Club and Las Vegas. Those are much more, I don't want to use the word ordinary, but they're not the type of racing that we see at Daytona. So we'll have a better idea of who's going to be really super competitive. Although I do like, I do like this Kyle Busch, Richard Childress combo. I think they're going to be really tough this year. Well, Doug, we're looking forward to it. As you mentioned, Auto Club Speedway this weekend. And then the following weekend, the Performance Racing Network will get back to work as they'll be covering all the action from Las Vegas. And the Performance Racing Network will kick off another great season of NASCAR coverage for us. Also, you can listen to it on Sirius XM Radio or go to goprn.com to check out an affiliate in, or a station that's near you. And also, you can listen to the coverage also at goprn.com. 
Fastalk.com. And you can also pull up all the great podcasts, including Fast Talk with the one and only Doug Rice, which is available for you uh, every Monday. You can listen to it. We always like to post a link where you can watch and listen to that fine broadcast. Uh, Mr. Rice, as always, appreciate you taking the time. And if our listeners want to follow you guys on social media and keep up with what's going on uh, throughout the season, where can they go to follow along? At PRN Live, if you want to follow me, I am at Riceman61. And I do want to make this point that we're big believers in letting people hear the content for free. It's not behind a subscription wall. If you go to goprn.com or nascar.com or any of our stations, we allow them to restream the product. It's out there. If you want to hear one of the 14 races that PRN broadcast this year, it's pretty easy to find. Hi, this is Melissa Fifield, driver in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southfield. As we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast and once again we'd like to thank our great guests for joining us this week here on the program once again thanks to cup series driver for 2311 racing tyler reddick also from flow racing the one and only jacqueline drake and then doug rice of the performance racing network we appreciate those great guests joining us here on southern racing radio this week for the fine fine broadcast as well as the podcast which is available for you every monday at iHeartRadio, itunes spotify and soundcloud so if you want to hear, listen to the show all over again feel free to visit one of those podcast locations go to the search type in southern race week you'll find us download us listen to us and also subscribe to the podcast as well because if you're a subscriber once the new podcast is uploaded and ready to be listened to you'll get a notification to let you know that the podcast is up and ready. Uh, coming up next week on Southern Race Week Radio, we're sure to have another jam-packed episode, some great guests that we are working on right now and trying to finalize. So we will have a brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And don't forget about the social media locations as well. Our Facebook page, you can like the page. Just head on over to facebook.com slash Southern Race Week and also follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio as we'll be providing you details of how you can win yourself a paid trip to Daytona Beach, Florida and also tickets for the Am Better Health 400 Race Weekend and Atlanta Motor Speedway coming up here in just a matter of weeks. Once again, enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll catch back up with you next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far flungs on the Race Week radio network.